Hey folks, you've been tuning in over the last couple of months. You've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. You know, there's no more Bengals games coming up, but there's plenty of other games that you can get. They got them all in the Game Time app. Whether you're talking about UC or Xavier Hoops, or you're looking forward to the Red Season, whatever it is, you can get those tickets. And now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section on the app. Create an account. Under the billing section, redeem the code the athletic once again that's the athletic all one word for ten dollars off your first purchase it's free money people credit is only available to the first 1000 people who redeem the code and it expires at the end of the year time is running out it's december 31st 2019 let's make moves quick and score last minute tickets Everybody, that's right. The final walkout, the season, the past is finally—it's finally over. You can finally leave 2019 behind you. And like any good New Year's celebration, it had a couple of things, Jay. It had forgetting all the bad, only remembering the good, looking forward to a brighter tomorrow, and a bottle of Jameson in Tyler Eifert's locker. That's any good New Year's celebration was what was going on in the Bengals locker room and in the post game today as the Bengals celebrate win number two, two and fourteen year completed, thirty three twenty three over the Browns. Off we go. And it had George Clinton, the Atomic yeah. Dog was in the house. I was. I was kind of surprised they were pumping up some old school music in there. I don't know who put that on, but uh, you could you could feel it coming out of the locker room. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. It was just great to see them happy and and. Having something positive happen to, to go into the off season. It's great to have the season over. I'm sure the players are as happy that it's over as yeah. we are. Um, but it, it made, it would have been a miserable locker room, uh, talking about yet another loss. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a refreshing change to, to see them happy and to have guys sticking around for a long time, willing to do interviews. As you know, uh, this game was already predetermined. If you listened to the Growler on Thursday, you knew that there was nothing as certain as the Bengals winning this game. This now makes, Jay, 12 in a row that the Bengals have won their home finale in a season that they don't make the playoffs, right? That that they go into the finale with a losing record. With a losing record. Yes. 12 in a row and 17 of 18. It's almost impossible for any team in any situation who is a losing team to always win, but yet this is the Bengals playing to the Bengals franchise that you knew this one was coming, and they did it in a way that has to partially make you say, why weren't they doing this all year? Joe Mixon goes for 160-plus career high. They're just, he's hammering people, just, you know, he's leaping over them, he's slamming them into the ground, he's stiff-arming, he showed the whole thing. You could almost, 
you could almost feel like he did, it just should have said pay me across the back yeah. of his jersey today because he's like I'm going to show him everything right. that I got I'm going to give everything that you need to see one last emphatic stamp to leave on my contract extension negotiation that's going to be going on throughout this offseason pay me turn on the tape that was basically what Joe Mixon was essentially screaming all day today yeah, and it, that was as good as he's run um, all year. He got the thousand out of the way right away. He got he got the, he topped a thousand on a forty wide yard run. He had a couple other long runs. He had the the one you're talking about where he just trucked uh, to end the game essentially. Yeah, that they, they gave him the first down that let him run out the clock. And um, yeah, maybe the next time, well, probably the next time we do see Joe in action yes. is he's going to have a contract because you got to feel like he's going to there's going to be a holdout until yes. Something's done. The next time, yeah, the next time we see Joe Mixon will either be on the podium discussing a contract extension or in some weird situation. <laughs> Maybe when we all invade, we show up at like his camp or something like that. Uh, or if he shows up Melvin Gordon style in week three, I mean, who knows what will happen yeah. with that? The holdout is coming. There's no doubt about that if they can't come to a deal. Um, but he, left a pretty significant reminder about why you don't want to hold out uh, because, you know, he, he clearly can be a piece that just very few people have, and he is up there with the top running backs in the league. He reminded everybody of that today for sure. But really, as much as this is about Joe Mixon and his uncertain uh, future here, um, it was about Andy Dalton today. And Andy... Uh, so had a, a conversation says he had a conversation in the locker room with Mike Brown um, on his way out, and basically Mike sort of thanked him for everything that he had done here and congratulated him on the win and both both sides kind of both reiterating that they don't have any idea what's going to come next, but they just you know in that moment wanted to have that conversation. I saw Duke Tobin talking to Andy briefly uh, on the way out. Um, I, th- I imagine probably fairly similar situation and. And Andy kind of almost was laughing about it. Like, guys, I really don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you all that I have answers. I want answers. He's like, but just we're just not going to know them. Like, that's just not where it's at. We're going to see how this thing plays out. The writing is certainly on the wall. It's kind of funny. Andy wraps up, people chanting his name. He takes a knee and walks off in celebration underneath the sign that welcomes Joe Burrow to Cincinnati <laughs> hanging from the rafters. I mean, it's with a lot of symbolism happening uh, as it was, sort of did feel like the, the clear passing of the torch. But you're right. Nobody really does know until it actually happens. Yeah, and it was – it was that's that's I think what everybody wanted was to see him go out on top and um, kind of feel the love from the crowd, which he did. It wasn't, you know, what you would – Think maybe like last week, even though that was a crazy game. But the four touchdowns, he didn't. He didn't have a a really great game, but he he was good when he had to be. He he ran for a touchdown. He threw for a touchdown. Uh, had the one bad interception, but Zach said in his presser that was he wanted him to take a deep shot. He's like, if it if it happens, it happens. But we want to show them that we're being aggressive. Um, but it was. I was watching him close as he because he had to do the the Fox post game interview on the field, and I was just. Kind of watching him through the binoculars, walking off just to see, and he, he seemed like his normal self. He kind of waved. Well, he didn't wave. He does the kind of like the rock and roll, the devil horns yeah. uh, sign to his to his family. And, I think it means and, I love you. It's so the opposite of the devil. Horns. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil horns with the thumb out too. Yes, so yeah, yes. But, uh, 
Yeah, that, I mean, it was good to see him go out like that. And I was curious. I, I saw uh, a thing on Twitter where Philip Rivers got choked up in his mm-hmm. post-game presser. Um, and, and that's the same thing where nobody knows what's going to happen. The writing's kind of on the wall. And he maintained his composure, like you said, laughing more, kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. I wish I did know what was going to happen. But this, I think, is what everybody was hoping for, is for, for him to go out on top. I kind of thought maybe when they, they, they needed two knees to, to end it. And I thought maybe after the first knee, Zach might call a timeout, let Andy come off to a big ovation. That didn't happen. I don't know how aware the fans would have been after hours of drinking, and they may not even notice it that morning. Rain. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Browns fans. It's not like basketball when they pull guys off in that situation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, every, it kind of a, a storybook ending, if you will, to his career here. And a fitting ending, you know, as I sort of followed him out, he – goes down as you would expect and signs every single autograph of everybody waiting in line at the in the like the pen of fans and fam mm-hmm. and friends and family that's that's on the way out taking selfies pictures while his son is hanging out right around his legs you know <laughs> waiting for him to go and I mean it, it was typical stuff that you see from him every day it's like and, and that's sort of there's kind of a, a fitting nature to that in that he, he didn't lose his composure. He didn't, like, get all emotional. He didn't get super low about it. He just did his normal thing, even-keeled, everyday Andy that shows up and does things the, the the way that he feels like they should be done right. And it was just like, there was not, you don't, you, you almost, if you know Andy and who he's been since he's been here, you wouldn't expect any of that. He's the ultimate even-keeled guy that just kind of just goes about his business and does things the way he believes to be the right way, and uh, and that kind of showed throughout the day, which ended up being his uh, you know final win, uh, the seventieth win of his uh, Bengals career. We did expect him to do something different because he went out the other door, and you thought, uh oh, he might be trying to sneak out the back door to avoid any more reporters or whatever, and so you went out to to head him off, and I stayed in the in the locker room, and I wherever he went. Five six minutes later, he came back through and went out the way that you would expect him to, and it was good you got him out of there and, and got yeah. to see the scene. And um, I noticed in the the one video you posted of Joe Mixon meeting up with the the fans that he gave the ball to, you can see Andy in the background of that video yes. that you posted signing autographs and talking to fans or talking to family members of of other players, just exactly what you would expect from that guy. Yeah, so that, that's kind of how Andy's last. You know, game moments here uh, unfolded. I, 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 Tyler Eifert said, you know, it was kind of funny on the sideline because I was asking him about, you know, there was a moment where it was a long third down that Andy completed just your typical ball over the middle to Tyler Eifert for a critical third down completion. I said, it's got to be some Bengals fans getting a little nostalgic over that connection who both could be gone next year and have been so sure. much a part of the hope here for such a long time. And he's, yeah, was, somebody, Somebody uh, turned to him when they started chanting Andy, Andy uh, behind the bench of like, isn't this crazy? You're booing him one minute and then you're cheering <laughs> his name the next. Like, it's just, it, it really is. But I mean, that was just kind of, that's why today was like New Year's. It was just yeah. a, this feeling of nostalgia and not trying to let, you know, um, not trying not to let any of that stuff get to you and think about the the reasons why you booed in the past, but just try to send them off the right way. Uh, and 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 the Bengals win their game, and so they head off into the off season with a gazillion questions, a massive off season that we have a lot of time 
that we're going to break down, and we'll start doing that on Tuesday when we get into our our podcast. We'll start really looking at a real view of what we expect to happen. Um, coming up with some off season moves, we'll have lots of stories coming out on on the state of the roster, every player, where they fit into the future, how we view their fit. We think the team views their fit. Um, we'll have end of year awards, all this type of stuff. We're going to have up on the site uh, very soon. Um, but uh, as for today, the other the other part about today. And you're going to write about this, Jay, is there were a lot of guys who you've been kind of waiting on this year and counting on for this team's future going forward that you saw show up today um, that maybe instilled a little bit of hope that maybe some of those guys are coming around. The Jermaine Pratt had a really nice day. Best game yet. Darius Phillips with two picks again. The, the, the Darius Phillips hype train uh, is, went on and off the tracks about 15 times. This is not a safe train to get on. No. Uh, but I mean, he you know he got beat deep early, and then he had an interception, and then he got beat again, and then he had another interception, and he got beat again. And it was just like, you know, he was just sort of all over the place. But he's he's a playmaker back there. Team leader in interceptions. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, he pl- he played five percent of the defensive snaps coming into this game, and he walks out of this game as the team leader in interceptions with four after getting two today. Um, another guy, maybe people weren't waiting to see, but they got a chance to see Fred Johnson. I thought played really well again today. Got the start. Played every snap at left tackle. They essentially it was a Cordy Glenn benching. We we have seen the last of Cordy Glenn. Um, even guys like Carl Lawson, who have been around for a while, but that was one of the better games I've seen Carl. It was kind of a different Carl out there doing the flexing and like running off the field doing the, the airplane motion. Yeah. And, um, he, I asked him about that and he said he just, he, he, he is feeling good. He feels like he can, he, he can bring that enthusiasm to get other guys up. It helps him get up. He said you're going to see a lot more of that next year. Um, there's just, uh, it was, there was a lot of guys that, that are going to be key pieces of this team next year that, that played well in this game. And you, you can debate all you want about how much momentum can carry over from a win, but momentum from those guys realizing they can do it at this level and, and starting to do it at this level, that is significant. Boy, Pratt more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, because they need that position so bad. They need a young player to emerge. And, man, you saw, for the, really for the first time, I felt like you saw – what you felt like they were drafting when he was just out there playing on instinct, just firing off, and the speed and, and energy he brings coming off the edge. I mean, he had that play where he broke through on a toss right mm-hmm. early in the game, and you're just like, was that 57? We've just not seen that guy hit the gap and see it and go get him and throw the guy down. I mean, you, just, you haven't seen him be that guy, or when he came around the edge and chased him down from behind, it's like, he if Clearly, if he knows what he's doing, it's a matter of figuring out and understanding what you're doing. If that's what that looks like, you hope that he really knows what he's doing next year. Then you feel like maybe you do have a guy who can be your be a three down starting linebacker for you in Jermaine Pratt next year. And you know it's going to be a big. You expect that jump for first and second year guys, but just see that that can mean something. I definitely think that can mean something yeah. for guys to make them really have a little bit more pep in their step throughout an off season and, and confidence in themselves. I rained on the poor guy's parade. I went up to him and I said, hey, that looked like that was your best game you've had so far. I was like, yeah, I got my first sack. I was like, well, actually, they didn't give you credit for that sack. He's like, they didn't give me credit for the sack. Oh, okay. That's all right. (laughs) Well, we were so close to talking to Geno Atkins. Way back, for those that haven't known this saga, 
back when Carlos had two and a half sacks, there was a conversation in the locker room uh, where Gino basically said, yeah, cause some, I don't know if someone asked him he was talking, how it came up. Gino Carlos was, said, Gino wants to talk to you guys. Yeah. And Gino said, I'll talk if Carlos gets ten sacks. Yes. And uh, Gino has not talked since he signed his extension at the beginning of the 2018 yeah. season. Not the 2019, 2018 season. And so we're thinking... Okay, whatever. It's just a way to blow us, the latest way to blow us off. Meanwhile, since then, Carlos has been on a bender the second half of the season. Right. And he ended up at nine sacks, and he narrowly missed coming up with ten on that last drive. We were so close to talking to Gino so we could get maybe ten to twelve words out of him, I would assume. <laughs> but it would have been fantastic. Close to Gino speaks today. Instead, it doesn't happen. Maybe we'll try, uh, maybe we'll try tomorrow and see if he'll give us the benefit of the doubt on Carlos getting so close to the 10 and go talk to us anyway. I feel he won't. I feel he won't either. Uh, but we'll try. Uh, we'll have all that for you. Plenty of locker cleanup. Always an interesting day. A lot of guys talking freely and about their futures and we'll start to dive into this offseason so make sure you come back for our podcast on Tuesday and, and keep it locked uh, on The Athletic for all our, our stuff coming from that because we're going to have a lot. We've been working on a lot of stuff uh, for this week for a while now, and so uh, you're going to want to have that in there. Uh, and if you're just still looking uh, to buy a subscription, those are still up. Uh, so uh, always there for you. Very cheap. Uh, Three, $4 a month. I mean, we're here for you. Uh, to bring you all this con- this content throughout the off season, including our podcasts and everything else. So anyway, thanks to everybody that has listened throughout this year. Mercifully, happily, thankfully, and with a bottle of Jameson waiting for myself as well, signing off on the last walkout from this 2-14 and 14 season. Bow, wow, wow, yippee-oh, yippee-a. <laughs> we'll talk to you later.